then we went to an interview the fishermen then they had to like shell and then we saw the like conk in its natural form you know not cooking it stuff just naturally there i was like this can't be a snail like snails don't live in the ocean the next day i went to atlantis and um i ate it in some nachos best meal of my life i'm like okay cool you know just eating it like it's normal so i come back and i started my case study and it was like marine gastropods and i'm just like gastropods isn't that like snails and then it was like i ate it i might as well go to france and eat some snails like i'm a pop i'm in complete and utter shock and i'm like i could have sworn snails don't live in the ocean and i was like oh my gosh gary from spongebob he live in the sea <laughs> it looked like shrimp when it's cooked mm-hmm. a case study took me to so i would have never done this case study I, I would have never known what I was eating. Won't you come along with me? Hello, hello. Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my friend Jasmine as the guest. Now, really quickly, before I tell you about Jasmine, I have to mention something that I kept forgetting to mention last month, and that is that I was featured, and by extension, Young, Gifted, and Abroad was featured in a book blog. Um, My friend Rachel Molden, who I believe was the only other black girl in the first Japanese classes that I ever took way back when, um, she is a book blogger, and I myself, I write book reviews as a hobby, so uh, recently she invited me to do a Q&A for her website and she put that up last month in July. So uh, the name of her website is lifeofafemalebibliophile.com and the piece is titled Blog Interview with Danielle Grace, blogger and host of podcasts Young, Gifted and Abroad. And um, yeah, if you want to learn more about me as a reader especially and how I ended up uh, starting Young, Gifted, and Abroad in the first place, uh, be sure to read that Q&A. Rachel took the time and effort to come up with some really thoughtful questions for me, and overall, I think it's a really good read, so make sure you check that out. Now, back to the reason why we're here today, which is Jasmine. Um, I met Jasmine via Instagram, and if I remember correctly, she was in conversation with Aaliyah from episode 35, Aaliyah is the founder of the study abroad scholarship called Diverse International Women of Color. And so around the time that I put out Aaliyah's episode, uh, Jasmine reached out to me and asked if she could be a guest as well. And so here we are today. (laughs) Jasmine is about to be a sophomore at Georgia State University, and she's studying um, hospitality and tourism management. But as she just finished her first year in college, she had some science credits that needed to be taken care of. And she decided to do that by taking an environmental science course that included a one week stay in the Bahamas. As far as the class part of it goes, she and her fellow students spent a lot of that time analyzing the water there and doing other um, science related projects. But she also got to explore and just have a lot of new experiences. So she talked to me about that and we had a really nice time. She's so youthful and full of ambition in terms of uh, really wanting to see the world for herself. I really hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy 
my interview with my friend, Jasmine Rayner. Okay, so uh, once again, thanks for agreeing to be a guest on this podcast. I really appreciate it. So I guess we can start with you introducing yourself, if you don't mind, if there's anything that you want people to know about you right off the bat. Something off the back that I want people to know. My name is Jasmine Aaliyah. I go to Georgia State University, and I'm a hospitality and travel management major. I think Jasmine is a boring and common name, which doesn't fit me, which is why I call myself Jay Lee. And then everybody was like, oh, you're bougie. So that's how bougie came about. Mm. And to like put a travel twist on it. Um, what did I say? I was like, bougie. What was the bucket list? Babe. Okay. Or it can be cute, you know, yeah. cute, but tra- travel-y, adventurous type thing. So I guess you could say that. Okay, wonderful. And you you just finished your first year at Georgia State, right? Yes. Okay. Um, how was that for you, you know, transitioning from high school to being a college student? What, what was your first year like? I graduated May 23rd, 2018, and I went to school June 4th, 2018. So while all my former classmates were actually having a summer, mm-hmm. I was in school. It was bittersweet because we got to learn the campus without anyone on it. And our GPAs were like fine because the type of classes we took in our scholarship program, it aligned with us like to be successful. But it's like after that, we only had one month of summer really. And then it came fall semester, it came spring semester. Then I did May master classes. Now I'm doing summer classes. I'm over school. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So you I'm never got, you never got a chance to have like a real break after you graduated. Okay. No. Was it because of the scholarship program that you're in that you had to start so early? That I feel like they tricked us because they said we really didn't have to start over summer. They just encouraged us. But then he said when we went to the meeting, he said it was mandatory. So I was like, really, mm-hmm. you tricked us. I'm not I'm not mad about it. But still, it was like I would have rather had the choice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been like nonstop since last June. Wow. Yeah. Well, kudos to you for sticking with it all this long. Um, I hope you can have some sort of like break or some sort of fun vacation type thing this summer. My May Mester was my vacation, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And like May Mester, is that something that you call? Is that like a thing that you call it at Georgia State? A May Mester? No, May Mester is literally what it's called. It's like a mini Mester in May. Oh, okay. I had never heard about that before until you mentioned it. So, okay. So, for your mini Mester, you went May Mester. Goodness. Uh, you went to the Bahamas, right? You spent a week in the Bahamas. Yeah. How was that your first time going uh, anywhere internationally? I saw, well, I read on your Instagram post that it was your first time on a plane, right? Right. Yeah. So were you nervous or were you really looking forward to that? No, because my purpose of life is like we have to all experience it. You don't go based off what people say. And they say, oh, your ears pop, this, that, and the third. And I, I know that everyone's body is different and stuff. So I'm just like. How is it going going to be for me? Am I going to be scared and stuff like that? But really, I wasn't scared. But the ear popping thing was true. Mm-hmm. 
that's all I could say on that. <laughs> it was kind of peaceful. Yeah. Okay. And and why the Bahamas? Was this like um? Did you go because you wanted to go to the Bahamas, or was it for the specific program? Is that what appealed to you about it? No, I knew I had to take a science class. Like all the places, all the programs were actually interesting, but I had to go where my credit would be. So I knew I needed a science. In the science class, I knew that I took that in high school. Well, I took a lot of classes, like summer classes in high school, because I went to like a science-based school in a way. Mm-hmm. So that class, I almost failed, but it seemed like the easier class to take. So I was like, oh, I almost failed it in ninth grade. Maybe it was because I'm just now, you know, transitioning from middle school to high school. And that was like first semester they taught you high school stuff second semester they taught you college things so I don't think we were ready for that freshman year so I was just like maybe that's why I almost felt but I thought since we went to the Bahamas that was going to give me you know an advantage Mm -hmm. to actually like involved in stuff so that's why I chose gotcha involved in involved in what like more hands-on oh okay I see I see gotcha so you were there for a science course when you went to the Bahamas Gotcha. Environmental science. Environmental science. That's really interesting. And um, oh wait, I meant to ask you. Uh, so you're you're majoring in hospitality, and you said travel management. Yes. Okay. What um, what led you to want to choose you know that field? I feel like the travel industry isn't going anywhere. Honestly, I feel like the only time we need to go to school really is for engineering and computer science because how technology is so prime but any business type thing can be coordinated into that you know how everything is like versatile Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's the base and the travel industry isn't going anywhere because everyone's going to travel leisure wise business wise studies so Mm -hmm. that's kind of and then since I've spent most of my time all of my life in Atlanta I just want, I guess, a comp job worldwide. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And you, you're getting your start early already, um, you know, going to the Bahamas in freshman year. Yeah. It's not going to be the only program because I vow after that that every academic year I'm going to take one study abroad trip. That's really impressive. And it's like, I mean, I know maybe it's kind of been a drag having to be a, a, in classes for so long since, you know, this time last year. But you getting a start already on, you know, traveling more, seeing more of the world, especially since that's the field you want to go in. You know, I feel like you're already off to a really good start. So um, and I hope you do get to go somewhere every year because when you're a student, especially there's like so many opportunities. <laughs> and you get the best of both, both worlds, like as a tourist and a student. Definitely, definitely. Um, so you went to the Bahamas for a science course on environmental science. And so I assume you were with like a group, like you as a class went on this trip, right? Okay. So uh, about how many people was it? Teen, teen girls. Oh, all girls. Okay, that's nice. And I'm sure you, so it was 10 girls and then you had probably a, a professor leading you you all. Right, okay. and she was looking me. Oh, so she was from there. She was from there. She was from the Bahamas. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Do you feel like that gave you an extra, uh, what's the word, advantage to it since your professor was someone who was from that country already? Yes. She told us everything before we went there and then she knew all the ways. So she told us and it made it very adaptable, I guess you can say. Mm -hmm. 
be adapted very easily. Yeah. What kinds of things did she tell you about the Bahamas to prepare you? Well, she told us about their main dish, so we knew what type of food to expect. She told us about the people, how they are culturally, like, if they come up to you and approach you in a friendly manner, don't take it as, you know, creeping, because over here, when people do that, we kind of look at them weird, because whatever, like, our demeanor is just hardcore, basically. Mm -hmm. So she's like, that's normal, don't take it out of the norm, but then she also said that all because people go there in this paradise is not, so she gave us the good and the bad, but of course, everywhere has good and bad. Yeah. Okay. And she took us everywhere around the island, so we ended up knowing our way around the island by the second day. And you were in, okay, is it Nassau? Is that how it's pronounced? Yes. Okay, so you were there the whole time? Yes. Okay. Well, no, we went to Rose Island. Yeah, we went to Rose Island. Okay, gotcha. How were your days structured while you were in the Bahamas? It was a long day. We stayed in a family-owned hotel, which was, like, great because, once again, my major, they just bought land. And at first, apparently, the hotel wasn't a hotel. People just got stranded and then asked, could they stay there? And they found out how much money they could get turned into a family-owned business. Hmm. And then they own some more land in Florida. So they're getting the best of both worlds in the Bahamas and in Florida. And that gave me an idea because it's like, we go there for paradise. So like, of course, the hotel business is probably up there. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that was wrong with the hotel was the American style breakfast. <laughs> I They sausage me out. Like, <laughs> I don't even eat sausage anymore. I don't eat pancakes anymore. Eggs, like, I'm over it. Orange juice. <laughs> Is that all that we eat? We eat more than that. They tried to make you feel at home, and so they gave you an American-style breakfast. But every single day. We stayed there for seven days, and that was the same menu. Every single morning. No grits, no fish, no anything. We're Southern. Most of us are Southern. (laughs) So that was the breakfast part. So that was okay. Let's see. Then we have to be wherever we had to be, basically like 8.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. 8 o'clock, make the day drag, I can tell you that. And it's like almost every single day we were in water, which it was okay, you know. It's water dominated, basically. And we were doing water analysis on every um, area of water that we went in. And that was interesting because they were trying to see what water was contaminated by point source like the sewage pipes or the pigs and for example the pigs pooped and then it washed away in the water and we had to analyze the water it was like who wants to analyze feces and then the people were just swimming in the water it was so disgusting (laughs) like that was i don't know but they said salt water kills everything because it's salt water, it like neutralizes all the germs and stuff. That's what they say, but it's just I didn't, I couldn't process it. <laughs> that water was very contaminated, of course. I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what y'all did. Like every day was analyzing the quality of the water to see if it was contaminated or not. Um, we went to like this swamp called Bonefish Pond where we did that. At. If we saw like trash in there we had to i guess be the pollution patrols and pick it up Mm -hmm. and um 
we took a mud bath because, you know, the mud has some good type of bacteria. They say people spend hundreds of dollars on it because it's supposed to make your skin soft, but we got it for free in actual nature. Mm. That was out of your comfort zone, but you find comfortability out of your comfort zone when you're sitting in a bride. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? We went to over the hill. Like, they took us to the hood. The hood of the Bahamas. And I was scared because those pit bulls, there was like four. And I just thought they was, like, I looked like a bone. I thought they were going to eat me. <laughs> I was horrified. And I was just standing away. Then they were like, oh, yeah, we just want to see rat poisoning because they have a real bad rat problem and mosquito problem. And I'm just like, so we're chasing it? I heard we don't follow problems. Like, you're supposed to run away from <laughs> I was just like, okay. They said it's not bad anymore because they got it under control. But I, was, it was just like, so we're really counting this stuff. So we're really looking for the mosquito, like, to see if they were actually there. The imprint that they left, it was interesting. Mm. Then we went to Atlantis, and it wasn't all of that. How everybody made it seem. Mm. Is that a resort? Yeah, it's supposed to be a tourist attraction. Okay, and that wasn't paradise. Oh yes, paradise. Um, and you that wasn't that didn't impress you at all when you went. It did. I was just like, oh okay. I mean, the festival was okay, but like everything else, like I guess you can say it's like an out, outdoor mall. Mm. And I just didn't see like it was beautiful. It was picture taking, but like as far as interacting and stuff, it was just like we could have spent our night somewhere else. But I guess it was an experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you said that it was all girls. Was that, like, on purpose, or is that just how it worked out that it was all girls on this trip? It was just all girls. It was open to anybody. But what I realized is a lot of guys don't take an interest in studying abroad. And I just want to know why is it women-dominated? I don't understand that. And then, not to get on a racial topic, but it's like a lot of people aren't open-minded, so it's mostly international students studying abroad. Hmm. Okay. So, like, uh, not a, you don't see a lot of, like, other black students, for instance, studying abroad? Not really. Like, every page I go to is really not. And I don't know if it's a monetary purpose or, like, I mean, monetary reason or not. So, like, for your group, I mean, it was 10 of y'all. Was it, right. what was, like, the mixture, like, for your group? It was pretty good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Our group was. It was four, including myself. It was four African-American girls, um, one Caucasian, one Panamanian, one Puerto Rican, two were from Burmese, and one was from China. Oh, okay, so that is a really good mixture. Okay. But like you said, to you, that kind of seemed like the exception in terms of, like, who all gets to go on these types of experiences. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so um, so you're going around studying environmental science, looking at the water, uh, looking at <laughs> the imprint that mosquitoes are leaving behind. It was um, like, I forgot the whole schedule, but we did walk through the forest. We saw banana holes, um, climb through caves. And I was just like, okay, the Hill Have Eyes movie. Like, I don't know about all of this. But once again, finding comfortability out of your comfort zone. And 
Then we saw like the snake skin shed. So I'm like, okay, this is presence of snakes now. Like it's time to go. And that was just, I never imagined myself walking through forest and seeing all this stuff. Um, We went to sacred grounds where they were saying like, the people would get high and listen to the spirits, tell them, like, guide them, basically, and stuff. And then, like, we walked through their history. It was just, that part was cool. Um, when we walked through their history, we learned about the slaves and the type of owners they had. And them sleeping on, like, wooden beds. Like, we actually saw that. And they lived under bad conditions. Of course, it was just terrible. And then we went to the sunken world. So it was across from Jaws Beach where, you know, the movie Jaws was shot at. So I was just like, hold on now. Like, we all saw that movie. We we about to go in there. Mm-hmm. And I never swim in an open ocean. So I was like, eh, I'm not about to swim here, but I'm going to get in since we paid our money. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to you know, hook on to one of the professionals. And he carried me around. We just snorkeling, looking at the under uh, underworld with the statues and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was cool. We saw the anemone. We saw Nemo and Dory. <laughs> <laughs> It was cold. And it was 30 feet deep. Wow. I didn't even go 12. I was just like, okay, I'll go like five. <laughs> That's enough for me. <laughs> right. No, we're not doing that. But they were taking off. They Not even with the life tube. They were just going. Professionals, mm. I tell you. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you said um, you, you kind of kept having a put yourself out of your comfort zone and kind of just go with things. Is that because everything was so new? Like what about it felt like it was out of your comfort zone to you? Like, why did you feel like you had to come out of your comfort zone to participate in all these things? Well, for one, it was for a grade for two. It's just like, why spend your money if you're not going to do anything? Yeah. That would have been a waste of money. All I did on most of the stuff was analyzed the water because we were there for the main thing. Like, we had to keep the main thing the main thing, which was the study. And a lot of them didn't. But it's cool because I feel like half should have been doing the actual work and half should have been in the water, whatever you felt comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I personally didn't want to swim every day. Like, I like looking at water and stuff like that. But as far as going in all those bodies of water... I don't know how my body is going to react and stuff like that. And it's just a lot of stuff with that. So I was just like, eh, I'm just going to go with the flow. Whatever my heart says go, that's when I will go in. And then Atlanta, we don't have water like that. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's out of my comfort zone. I'm always on land. Florida people would probably be used to that because they have like multiple of beaches in different cities. We don't. Right. Yeah. Okay. What, um... What do you think was the thing that you had to most, like, push yourself out of your comfort zone for? Was it being in the water? Was there something else where you really felt like you had to push yourself in order to do it? I care most about my hair, so I know for next time not to get leave to get braids. (laughs) But I'm serious. Like, I really did. I didn't want to get my hair wet. But once I got it wet that first, I was just like, forget it. It's okay. We're down here for school, not for looks. Like. We're not being Instagram models, even though my roommates were like, oh, we got to do it like the Kardashians, but whatever. Um, I feel like it was the sunken world because I didn't want to miss the statues, but it was just 
going all around like it was just so big it was so much but i didn't want to like look at pictures of the statue i actually wanted to see it mm-hmm. then what made it bad was i had to use the restroom in the middle of the ocean like i was like oh my gosh can we please go back i just need to use the restroom like, i don't know what's going on they're like you're in the ocean use it i'm just like oh my gosh that is so disgusting they're like well fish do it do i look like some fish i get that they're like well, the salt water cleans everything, just like it's healing your tattoo, just like it's doing this. I was like, whatever. But as soon as we got back on shore, I read, I dodged, and the bathroom was far, so I was like crying while I was walking. <laughs> this was bad on that trip, too, was I broke my nail and my polished shirt. Like, that was the most horrible day, but the best day ever. I don't know. My mom was playing tricks on me that whole day. Wow. Most horrible day, but also the best day ever. So you right. kept it in. You didn't go in the ocean. You kept it in. <laughs> well, how are you in a body of water, but you not like you got to stop thinking about water? Because I was like, but that life jacket really did help though, because I was like, really, because it was just tucking it <laughs> from the bottom, so it was no way. Anyways, I was like, I can't think. I can't process. I got to think to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's- first time because when i got drunk because you know i'm underage in the u.s so when i was over there i was like left and right spending my money on those drinks just trying everything Mm -hmm. so i know how drunk people are they got the bladder of a child so i was like okay you know we're taking public transportation let me use the restroom before i go no i used the restroom and we got up there and i was like oh gosh i have to use it again Mm -hmm. and then you know what this man does he goes to the gas station to put some gas in the bus. And I was just like, oh my gosh, the hotel is across the island. So I'm like, I have to use the restroom, but I didn't tell him. So he goes searching for a public restroom for me to use it at. And I'm just like, please, bohemian people, don't try to fight me. If you're late to work, I'm sorry I didn't ask for this. So when I got up, they were all like looking at me, but I was just like, so now they call me like, they call me Pissy Patty. No, they didn't. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. The local people called you Pissy Patty or the, the no, group the called US you? No, the U.S. people started and then it kind of like grew on the Bohemian. <laughs> wait, wait, was this like a public bus you were on? Yes. Oh, and my goodness. he waited. Like, he literally found a public restaurant. I wasn't expecting that because if you're in the U.S. riding public transportation, they're going to be like, well, oh, well, that's all you. But he actually was like looking for one, like stopped at the gas station. Stop somewhere else. Stop somewhere else. And I was just like, thank you, but but, gee. He was trying to help you out, and you just... You were... Were you on this bus by yourself or with your whole group? No, it was... um, That was, like, kind of a free day, so we all separated. But it was, like, probably, like, five from the group, like, half of us. Okay, so y'all were just, like, enjoying your time, enjoying your free time on the public bus, and you had uh, been drinking and had to go... And he was, the bus driver was trying to help you out. And everybody else was like mad because you were holding them up. Okay. <laughs> That's so rude. They did not call you that. That is so rude. Dizzy Patty. <laughs> I sent a text message too. Like they saw a tweet and it was like, the tweet said nobody. And then the colon. And then it was like drunk me. And it's like, I have to pee again, y'all. And it was like, oh, that was you on a bus. Remember the bus ride, Pissy Patty? It's like, Okay, so this is, I thought we was over that. It was three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been so embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 
Oh my goodness. Wait, you said, okay, so you're a minor here. What's the age, what's the drinking age in the Bahamas? They say eight. What they say? I think they said 16. Okay. It's 16 because they said you learn how to drive at 18. And I was like, why you drink younger than you drive? And it was like, well, you have to know how to drive to drink or drink to drive or whatever before you can drive under the influence. And I was just like, that's why all of y'all have those accident dents in y'all car. Everybody has an accident dent. <laughs> They drive records down there. I would never rent a car down there. Mm-mm. You have to learn how to hold your liquor before you can learn how to drive. That's how it goes. <laughs> That's their correlation. <laughs> I've never thought about it that way before. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm really tearing up right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. All right, so y'all did a lot. It sounds like y'all did a lot in that in that span of time. You know, y'all were there a week. So yeah. Um, you mentioned pigs. Are they like pigs that people own on like farms or something? Or what? Well, I saw on Instagram you said you mommied a pig. So like, what was that about? Oh, I was literally about to kidnap that pig. Like the the big one, I wasn't too much interested in because I mean it. Was- I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. But the small one, like, that was my baby for the day. And since, like, the dude who was working there, he thought I was cute. I kind of got closer to the baby pig. So that was, like, my baby for the day. Like, the pig, not him. The pig was my baby for the day. Yeah. Well, but where were these pigs? Was this a farm or something? No, it was a, um, it was this excursion, swimming with the pigs at Rose Island. I think it was Sandy Toes. Sandy Toes. I want to say what was that. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's like a, like an attraction where you can swim with pigs. Yes, but my teacher, she says since, because the other famous ones was the um, Exuma pigs, but since that video went around of the Instagram model getting, you know, bit on the butt, she calls those the, like, wild pigs. So she was like, no, we're not going there. We're going to go with the classy pigs, the well-trained ones. <laughs> The classy pigs. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where y'all went. Y'all got to play with the pigs. Okay. Um, And you enjoyed that. You weren't like grossed out by the fact they were pigs or anything. I was just grossed out when it pooped. I was just like, I thought they had bathroom breaks. I thought they (laughs) drank. That's what grossed me out. I thought, I thought that. Like, we were going to get bit. I, I didn't know it was going to feel slimy on our hand. I don't know. And I didn't know they were just going to, like, eat the food and just go on about their business. Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought it would be angry. Like, you know, like, where the other food at? <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the pigs, it wasn't, like, poop that was an issue. It's just when it got in the water, it, it had a, tr- like, it was a brown pig. And when it got in the water, it had a trail of brown but it wasn't like the skin it looked like dirt or it looked like something that we couldn't figure out what it was but it was a trail mm. it was horrible too so it was like mm-mm. <laughs> wow okay oh another thing we did was we had to interview fishermen because mm-hmm. we had to do a case study on disappearing conk I ate conk when I was down there mm-hmm what it was though so this is another funny story i ate it so i was like oh this is very chewy okay and then what happened 
I tried it. Then we went to an interview the fisherman. Then they had the like shell and then we saw the like conk in its natural form, you know, not cooked it stuff, just naturally there. I was like, this looked like a snail. I was like, this can't be a snail. Like snails don't live in the ocean. But I'm gonna tell you how I figured out like this is crazy. So anyways, <laughs> the next day I went to Atlantis and um I ate it in some nachos. Best meal of my life. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, just eating it like it's normal. So I come back and I start my case study. And it was like marine gastropods. And I'm just like, gastropods? Isn't that like snails? And then it was like, oh, slugs, snails and stuff. I said, I ate it. I might as well go to France and eat some snails. Like, I'm, a pop. I'm in complete and utter shock. And I'm like, I could have sworn snails don't live in the ocean. And I was like, oh my gosh, Gary from SpongeBob. He lives in the sea. <laughs> I was, I was just shot. Oh. oh, goodness. So you were eating basically like a sea slug or a sea snail and you didn't know? I don't know what I thought it was. It looked like shrimp when it's cooked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe that's like, it's better that way. Because maybe if, if you knew it was, like if you were looking at it like, oh, this is snail, then you might not have tried it, maybe. So... But by then you had already eaten it, so it's like, oh, okay, that's what I was eating. <laughs> but it's still like mm, snail mouth. But it was, it didn't taste as bad. But it's still the fact that it was mm-hmm. a case study. <laughs> so if I would have never done this case study, I pr- I would have never known what I was eating. But at least you know now. You know what you're eating. Oh. <laughs> Was there any other local food that stood out to you as being really good or not so good? Honestly, no. Like I ate pasta when I oh yeah, I ate pasta when I was there and it took so long. My um professor was like, That's because that was American food. So I didn't even mm. I didn't even eat that day. I just drink my drink and my teacher was like, I'm in mommy mode now. You need to drink I mean, you need to eat that because you're drinking alcohol and blah blah blah. I said, But they made me mad. I'm the last person to get this food, now we're about to go. I don't even want to eat anymore. <laughs> but it was good. So it was worth eating. Yeah. But it wasn't worth the weight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, but it was like really American, I guess you could say, because I ate some some jerk ribs and some scalloped potatoes, and it was really good. And I because that meal was like twenty six. The hotel, the hotel's dinner prices were outrageous because the breakfast came included when you paid for the hotel. Mm-hmm. The buffet what was I going to say the dinner wasn't included, so it was like twenty six and up. So I'm like, oh man, I'm hungry. I'm about to pay twenty six dollars for a meal, and I love being pretty because that meal was $26. And he was like, I'm going to give it to you for $10. I said, oh, okay. Getting free ice cream while I'm down here. Not by the hotel man, but like by the host. I mean, by the ice cream man. And then getting $10 food. That's half price. Mm-hmm. Really? He said, you look nice every day. I said, oh, okay. Like, something has to come with this. Not mm-hmm. a compliment. Something. A discount. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because it's too expensive over here. You spend it double the price. That little thing of chips costs like $1 over here. Of course, it's going to cost almost 3 over there. Certain mm-hmm. stuff that costs 2 costs 4 Like, you're being outrageous. Then we were fiending for Wi-Fi. Like, fiending. Mm-hmm. They have terrible Wi-Fi. But, I mean, it was worth not being on the phone. Mm-hmm. It was just like, can we call to America? Can we get on Instagram? <laughs> 
you so dependent on technology. It's crazy. Yeah. So were you able to keep in touch with anyone while you were gone? Or did you kind of just have to not use that for a week? Oh, no. The hotel had Wi-Fi. It was just bad Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. So when you got the, like, the service, you better keep it. But the, the wig was, and I call this the wig, but the issue was the Wi-Fi was great when everyone was asleep. Mm. 2 a.m. Who's about to be up at 2 a.m. when you have an 8 o'clock? But some of us was up at that moment because, you know, when we came back, we went to sleep. And then, you know, when you take a long nap, you're up for the rest of the night. Yeah. The perfect time the Wi-Fi was up. <laughs> so it worked out. A little. Like, yeah. Days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you got everything just right, it worked out. Oh. Right. <laughs> um. Since this was your first time leaving the country, first time flying, you know, how did the people close to you feel about you you going on this adventure? I want to say both of my sisters, they are open-minded in a way with the whole traveling thing. So they're like, oh, experience life for your kids because they both have kids. But one of my sisters was like, you better not be eating everything. You better not be doing this and that. And I'm just like, geez. But the other one was like, do you? Okay. And then my mom was just like, I don't like this. I'm going to give away your bed when you go because I don't want to be at home alone. So she was just, and then she would call me. And then like when I don't pick up, just throw a fish. It's like, really? I don't have service out here. But when I call her, she was happy. She didn't give my bed away like for the week. <laughs> she didn't have company in my bed. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. It was going to be my sister anyways, but I'm just saying like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did she really not want you to go or was she just joking because she was like worried for your safety or something? No, she didn't want me to go. She didn't want me to go because like she thinks about the bad in everything, but it's just bad happens here. So I don't know. I just feel like we're put on earth to live, Mm -hmm. like explore it because it's so much to the world and we're here to like play our role, find our purpose, but she's, She's a consistent person. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, like, change. I guess she view it on the internet and she's okay, but I want to see it in person. Right. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. And you feel like it was worth it going to... You Do you feel like it was worth it going to the Bahamas and, and experiencing everything for yourself? Do you feel like that was worth it? It was. And since I don't live on campus, it was, like, kind of gave me a sense of how it's going to be when I actually get on my own. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't like I was in a different state. I was in a whole different country. So yeah. that was different. Um, I learned how to pack because I didn't leave room for souvenirs. So I have to go back to the Bahamas because when I move out, when I get my own house, I really want decorations like from everywhere because when people come to my house I want them to be like oh where you got this from this is so cute and I'll be like oh I got it from Cuba I got it from Panama and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and I saw the cutest things at the straw market in the Bahamas but it's like one I already have a thing for my room right now so I don't need that and two I don't even have space even if I wanted to save it yeah but it gave me an idea of what I wanted to do because I want my house to be cultural yeah so when you travel in the future as I'm sure you will keep doing collect items from here and there so yeah so it can be like a conversation starter almost or people can at least get the feel that you have been places yeah 
Yes, but I waited for for me to be 21 so I can bring alcohol back into the U.S. because I want an international bar. But most people, when they go, they want only white henny because, you know, you can't get it here. But I feel like there's more alcohol than white henny that's only in the islands and not Mm -hmm. over here. But that's just what they're stuck on. That's their preference. But me, I want a mixture. I want versatility. Gotcha. So you want international decorations and an international bar. Yeah, I like that. That sounds really neat. It does. It does. Um, for your uh, for your class, was it kind of like a project to project thing, or did you have like a final thing that you had to do at the end of that week to complete the course? Well, like some of the stuff that we did was stuff that was on the final for lab, so that was something. Um, when we interviewed the fishermen, it was mm-hmm. for the case study that we were doing, like a three-page single-space essay on the disappearing conch. Um, everything that we did, every excursion we went to, we had a single-space, one-page journal to do. And we had to include four to six pictures with captions. I'm struggling because that was just too much going on in one day. Like, I'm taking notes. But I'm forgetting to take pictures. I'm taking pictures, forgetting to take notes. Or it, it was just too much going on. And when um, I'm only on one, one and a half pages for the case study, I'm struggling to stretch it out because I don't want to keep saying the same thing. And the job I haven't even started, to be honest. It's due July 2nd, so I should get started. But summer classes started June 10th. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> So you had like, what was it, the 19th through the 26th, and you came back, and then what, did you we have like- We had the 13th through the 17th on campus, so that was classes on campus, the 19th through the 26th in the Bahamas, and then when we came back, I forgot what dates those were, but I guess it was just like something through the 31st or something like that, but we were back on the campus, and that was the last week of classes, like finals and everything. Okay. Wait, so the whole Bahamas, like that whole class in relation to the Bahamas actually started on the 13th and didn't end until the end of May? Is Mm -hmm. that how it was? Okay, so it was even longer than that, just one week period. Okay. And then that ended at the end of May, and then June 10th, you have summer classes. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You have, like, no downtime. No. Wow. You're working really hard. Well, at least, like, you got a trip out of it I know it wasn't like a vacation per se because you had so much you had to do and it was like structured right but at least you got to go somewhere um wow okay what would you say would was your your most favorite part of being in the Bahamas if you were to see my tattoos here's Mm -hmm. one right here Um, of the continents yeah on my ankle I have like a heart and then it has like a wave and a plane and a sun the sun then on my side i have a wave and i have an anchor with a bow so in phases of the moon my horoscope because the constellation interaction so from that you can tell that oh and where i'm from i have the coordinates so with that you can tell i'm already a travel person it's tatted on me forever so Mm -hmm. like that's just what i want to do um i just enjoy running to the sunset i liked hearing the ocean the smell was weird but it it was fresh, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. I like the nature part, to be honest, because I learned really that everything you need is in the earth. Nice. Was there like a worse 
worst favorite thing or least favorite thing that happened during that time? It wasn't an excursion. It was the fact that I was tired a lot of the time, but the day was long. So when we get back to the hotel, I just want to sleep. But they're just like, oh, no, we have a meeting at 6 o'clock. We have a meeting at 6 o'clock. And I'm just like, why couldn't we meet after we, like, right when we got back to the hotel? Because I feel like the day was already long. Why do we have to meet? And then she's like, oh, perfect attendance this, perfect attendance that. And that was, like, extra credit with grades. And I'm just like, hold on, wait. I thought we were talking about on campus and, like, actually going to class when we was down there, not going to meetings. What are you doing? Yeah, that is a lot. I didn't go to the meeting. I was tired at that point. And she said it wouldn't count against us. But she said that's what they're supposed to do, a meeting. But I'm just like, there's other ways you can go about this meeting. Just... We're tired. <laughs> Everybody else went, though. But, yeah, you know, didn't go. One girl was sick, so she didn't go. No. <laughs> yeah. Y'all needed to rest. Do you feel like y'all, like you and the rest of the girls as a group, that y'all got along pretty well during that week y'all were in the Bahamas? Like, with the Burmese girls, yeah. But my roommates, they clicked with each other. They didn't know try to talk to me because, like, my personality, I'm fine. But... I was just like, I mean, I'm not really here to make friends. It would have been cool to have friends, but I'd rather have associates out of this. And then when we see each other outside of school, they'd be like, like they'll pull up on me on the side of the street for because Atlanta is kind of small in a way. And they'll be like, beep the horn at me. Hey, girl, da, da, da. we go to a meeting. They bump it to me. Oh, hey. And it's just like, where was this energy when we were on the trip? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you were there more to, like, learn, kind of network with people who worked in tourism over there versus being too, like, buddy-buddy with the people that were in your group. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you were only there for, like, a week, so I feel like, I don't know, if you had been too focused on making friends, you might have missed out on something because you didn't have that much time there, you know? Okay. And so um, you said that you want to keep... Uh, studying abroad every academic year while you're in college, right? Right. Um, So I'm sure you don't have that all mapped out yet, but are there places in your mind that you would like to go? Um, Next summer, I'm thinking about doing Jamaica or Ghana, honestly. I think that's what I want to do. But I was also li- looking into this like language typing while living in that country and learning the language. But the thing is, it's not like Spanish or French. It's like more, you know, languages that you don't really go study kind of mm-hmm. to get it. I guess uncommon languages over here. I don't know what the word is, but I was thinking about doing a program like that. I was thinking about volunteering somewhere like in Panama or teaching English abroad but I think I want to do that when I graduate so it won't like intervene anything but I was looking into it because one was like a paid position but it starts January and I know I graduate with my associates in May I'm debating if I want to get my certification or my bachelor's but if I want to study abroad I'm going to get my bachelor's and then it gives me more time to map out everything. What else? I want to work in a study abroad office, so I applied there. We'll see how that goes. And then mm-hmm. with the scholarship, a lot of us 
got scholarships so we have to do we have to do like community service type thing so i was thinking about well i can't say thinking about anymore i'm doing this global ambassador program so Mm -hmm. the foreign exchange students who are going to georgia state for a month we're going to be their buddies where they can have like a friend here show them around the city nice so that's interesting we had orientation this week and it all starts next month Mm. Hey, so it looks like you have a lot, not just for your own travels, but like in terms of being involved on campus, you already are thinking about and planning for a lot of things that will have you involved with like international things and cultural things. Yeah, that's really good. And I'm sure you'll be a really great uh, ambassador, too. I think that'll be fun. And I'm sure you'll enjoy being able to help people out, show them around, you know. I hope all those plans work out. It sounds like you already have a lot of good stuff on your mind. Um, if you don't mind speaking about it, what helped you to be able to participate in the Bahamas trip, like financially? Like what funding? Did you have any like help funding that experience? This was the first year that my professor did the Bahamas program. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's the reason all of us got scholarships, but I know it was a 250 deposit. So we paid two fifty. The scholarship that we got because they like stretching on your your financial needs and how much the program costs. Mm-hmm. So since the program costs like seventeen, eighteen hundred ish, they gave all of us a thousand dollars. And then oh, wow. we had to pay like seven hundred something. And I was going to pay it, but then financial aid paid for like four hundred something, which was kind of like a remainder of what I had. And mm-hmm. I only had twelve dollars at the end. Wow. Okay. So you had the two fifty deposit and then the twelve dollars left over, and that's all you paid for the whole thing. Yes. So it was less than three hundred dollars. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> you were really lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. No. That's good. It's good. And this is the first time they're doing this program. Uh, do you have any idea why this was like? this program started, this Bahamas program started? I don't know. My professor just really said she wanted to start it. I guess she was doing a main master and it was like that would go well with the Bahamas one. But she said studying abroad, like being a director was one of her goals and she accomplished it. Good for her. And you got to reap the benefits as well by participating in it. Yeah. I just feel like if people don't study abroad in college, like are they really living? Because you can look at it as a discounted vacation, to be honest, because it's kind of way cheaper than if you were to plan it along. As tourists, we don't really know where to go, but the teachers, I mean, the directors, they have the whole itinerary planned out for you. Um, It teaches you budgeting really well. Like, we might think we know how to budget, but we really don't know how to budget until we travel. Mm. As students, especially because, you know, so everyone has their own different situations and you're looking for affordable things, et cetera, et cetera, because you're a, a broke college student or your parents giving you li- limits and money, et cetera, et cetera. So budgeting is really big, but I just feel like everyone should study abroad at least once and more males should get involved. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, I, I agree. <laughs> but they're not open-minded. They're not taking experiences. They're doing, they're stuck in their ways. Find the comfortability out of your comfort zone. That's gonna be my movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. what I want to say. All right. Well, um, 
Thank you for speaking to me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm proud of you for, like you said, stepping out of your comfort zone, doing something new, going somewhere new. Um, I think it's so impressive that you're already so outward looking already um, this early in your college journey, I guess you could call it. <laughs> um, and I, I hope that you just continue to thrive and get to explore as much as you want to explore. And, uh, oh, yes. Last question is where can people find you or keep up with you online if you'd like them to do so? My Instagram and my Twitter is Bougie, B-O-U-J-A and four E's. Okay. Yes, it's predominantly travel stuff. This before the come up. Yeah. They're seeing us, yeah. But you could be like, oh, I talked to her when she was down. I could be like, oh, I talked to her when she was coming up. Humble. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this, uh, this, I really enjoyed getting to meet you and talk to you today. I hope you had fun as well. I'm glad we were able to have this time. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great evening and a great rest of your week. I'll definitely keep in touch if I have any follow up questions or need more info. So um, yeah, this has been really good. So thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, y'all. There it is. Thanks to Jasmine for being such a wonderful guest. And I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com. Also, if you enjoy what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Acast, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Uh, Young Gifted and Abroad is now on Spotify. I haven't decided if I'm going to list all of those platforms every time or if I'm just going to say listen to Young Gifted and Abroad wherever podcasts are available. I haven't decided yet, but uh, just announcing that now that this podcast is now on Spotify, uh, which makes for more options for your listening pleasure. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for the next episode in two weeks, the guest is going to be a very lovely woman who is a travel blogger. She started out studying abroad and then kept traveling to new places and eventually started her own blog along the way. So if you would like to know about all the different places she's been to and what she specifically is trying to do with her own travel content, then make sure you stay tuned for that episode in two weeks. But until then, thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.